We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So welcome. Uh, we are probably about a week late on, um, on getting back to you, a week later than we'd like, but... It took a minute for the news to build. There's the signature crack, and now we know the show has officially started, right, Joe? So we're, <laughs> that's about it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Um, we're gonna. We've got some. We were gonna have Paul Esden on from Inside Site Expert for Inside the Loud House on, and I was gonna. I asked him today. I said, "Hey, what's going on with Bayheim's Army? We have the." We have the votes. We've already so we we can add another player. What's going on with this? I saw Andrew White an article on him saying he might have a shot with the Knicks, and he was like one of the leading contenders yep. for that. And so I was like, man, what the hell's going on? So I reached out to Paul today. We were going to have him on. Uh, he he could only make a small window anyway, but he did say big news is about to drop. It's ready to drop tomorrow morning inside the Loud House. I'll post it Saturday morning, that is, because we're recording somewhat late on Friday evening. So Yes. Um, I'll post it as soon as we know. So uh, we got a little something going on for Bayheim's Army. Unfortunately, we didn't have him on, but maybe we'll have him on later to talk about that, um, at a, you know, maybe sometime next week. So we've got the Italy trip to talk about. We've got Josh Iola. I hope that's how you say his name. He yeah. became a verbal commit. But before we get into all that stuff, uh, we got to talk about the good folks over at SeatGeek. And like I told you, their app, what it does is it scans the web for the best deals for you. If you're looking for tickets to anything, it will scan the web for you. And what it does is it rates them on a uh, scale from 0 to 10. And not only will it rate them on a scale from 0 to 10, but it'll also mark them with a color coordination. Green dot, that's a great deal. Yellow dot, that's an okay deal. And of course, the red dot is a not so good deal. But use promo code ACAA at checkout and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Uh, take that money and maybe buy yourself a beer, or a soda, or a hot dog, whatever you want to do. That's promo code ACAA at checkout. Get that 20 bucks off your first purchase. And, uh, you know, like we always say, SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. So, yes, sir. Um,. Where shall we start? Yes. Josh Iola, he verbally committed to Syracuse football, 6'3", 280 pounds. Uh, he's out of Charlotte, Joe. 
in your yeah. area. Rated three stars by 247. And he was also offered by Illinois, uh, Colorado State, Hawaii, East Carolina, Kent State, among others. He's offensive lineman. He's a versatile offensive lineman is what I've read. Yeah. Um, and his quote for choosing Syracuse was, quote, I choose Syracuse because I felt it was the best decision for me and my family. I have a chance to provide for my family and get us out of a situation. The Syracuse coaching staff made me feel at home. How many times, Joe, do we hear these kids committing to this football team based on the coaches and how they felt and it felt like home. And it's just, I mean, that's crucial. That is crucial. And how, and how many too have said things like, you know, my mom loved it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that stuff's huge. Every, every different uh, recruit has things that sway them more or less, you know? So when, when you get, recruits that really need to feel like in a family atmosphere then that obviously obviously has helped us out so and one of my buddies from work he said uh, mallard creek uh high school down uh north carolina in charlotte where he's from um they they put out some good players some good college players so uh hopefully he can be one of the the next ones from there and, and help us out so six three two eighty it's pretty good size from the beginning you know again we talk about offensive linemen usually need a year to bulk up but again pretty good get yeah, absolutely. I always want to have a deep offensive line. Yeah, got to have the, the 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 key to. I mean, this is a 2020 recruit. It's 11th 2020 recruit actually, and you know we're not going to get to see him for a bit. But the key to Devito's success is that offensive line, and obviously uh, crucial getting some getting some good talent in there. So keeping him upright. That's yep. right. Uh, speaking of recruits, Bryce uh, Gowdy, he's uh, he's a top Syracuse target for 2020 as well, and he has a, a commitment date set. Uh, Deer, uh, Deerfield Beach, Florida. He's a high school high schooler, uh, rising senior, I suppose. Uh, uh, he's a wide receiver. Uh, he'll announce his decision on July 30th. He tweeted on Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday here, and he's rated four stars. So by 247 Sports Composite rating, and is ranked 56th best player at his position. That's big time. That is big time. Uh, yeah. To get a and ranks 50 51st. Uh, in the state of Florida, which wow, Florida, I mean, they, they're pumping them out. Oh, state of Florida pumps out D one yeah, recruits all over the place, and to be fifty one overall, and then obviously you said fifty six overall, and uh, for the country in his uh, position, that's pretty good. That'd be a really, I'd be obviously the best recruit that we had got verbal um, so far this year. But uh, we have a couple other four stars that we're going after too. But for this guy to be the first guy to get down to his top five and choosing between well us and then uh what west virginia georgia tech i think oregon and penn state are his five so there's definitely some formidable teams in there uh crystal ball 247 sports says it's 100 percent georgia tech but wow really again we'll see yeah well georgia tech you know they're uh paul johnson got fired so they're getting away from that the running option yeah so this year might be a tough year because they might not have all the players and they're going to be going through a transition but um they're going to be changing their offense and their look. So it's going to be a little different for Georgia Tech. But um, this guy would obviously be huge. Watching his tape, I mean, being 6'2", almost 200 pounds, uh, he's bigger than the corners. Uh, he's got a nice stride, some speed. But, but I mean, his ball skills, his hands are just so strong. That's the one thing that I noticed. So this would be a really, really good, um, good find for us. And, again, it's only a matter of time before we start getting – those type of receivers uh we've seen all these stats that these receivers 
coming out of Syracuse almost every year since Babers has been here. So the proof is in the pudding, and eventually I, I believe that we're going to see more higher-ranked receivers coming to Syracuse because they see that they can get their stats up and, and actually be – I mean, Amba Adetau wasn't sniffing the NFL until that year he came here. So proof right. is in the pudding, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we could potentially have a, a you know – Laser arm quarterback too coming in, and we don't know for sure. But I've seen you know you watch Tommy DeVito's tape coming in. I remember watching his tape a couple years ago coming in and seeing him and just playing around. Uh, Accurate, accurate, accurate. So yeah, well, you don't make the elite eleven competition in high school without it being accurate and having a strong arm. So we saw the we saw the strong arm last year. So again, we've talked about it. It's going to be a different new look offense, and I like our receivers coming back, but. None of them were as highly touted as this one. So um, just to see the more talented receivers starting to take notice, um, it's, it's just gets me pumped up, buddy. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, um, we still got a couple more months of summer left. Joe, Hey, let's just I, have I, fun I, talking already... about it. As the uh, news kind of dwindled the past couple weeks, not a whole lot going on. Even if you scroll through all the major websites, I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Sites, you, you, there's some gaps in between stories for football and basketball. So, I mean, that's why we haven't been here. But, um, yeah. you know, uh, let it build up a little bit. We do what we can. So, anyway, uh, moving on, I guess we, we committed the ACC or was it the NCAA or the ACC committed for six years on uh, 2020 through 2025, right? Those six years for um, the bowl games and the ACC added one. And I think that one was that was that the one in, well, that's the whole NCAA. Yeah. Okay. They, that was the one in Jacksonville, right? Or no, Boston. I'm sorry. It's an unnamed. Yeah, it's no, unnamed they another, yeah, they added another bowl, and there's a possibility for us to get an, an outback bowl bid as well. But um, 
yeah, there's a lot of guaranteed bowls. Um, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw because the uh, semifinal games for the college football championship, you know, the final four, uh, that takes up two of the traditional big bowl type games. So like last year, one of the semifinals was the Orange Bowl. So therefore, uh, ACC didn't get the representation like that. So the second place ACC team didn't get that representation in a big bowl game like like they usually did in uh, the new year. So it goes off and on. So this year, it just so happens that um, the Orange Bowl is not one of the semifinals. So what happens is the Orange Bowl is an automatic ACC bid, even if, let's say, a Clemson makes it to the Final Four, the playoffs, then they're going to go do their thing. And then the next, I think it's the next highest ranked uh team in the ACC will get that orange bowl bid. So it could be, I so. mean, we're, I mean, at the very least, I mean, I mean, you set your expectations somewhere. You can set your expectations on an orange bowl bid too. Well, I mean, and that's the one thing you look at is I don't know if it would have been given to Pittsburgh last year, if this was the situation, but going into the bowl games last year, we were the second best team in the ACC, I believe. So, you know, when, when these type of years come, come up, like, you know, if we do fall to Clemson, but we, kind of stay where our expectations are and we end up being the second ranked team in the ACC, there's a possibility that we can get that orange bowl bit. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So this year, I mean, with so many affiliated bowls, um, for the ACC, if Clemson, you know, who most people think is going to make that four final four, then that just means that, you know, the ACC teams get bumped up. So we might be looking, if we do what we did last year, or even maybe one game less, it still doesn't matter, depending on what the ACC does. If we did what we did last year, we might be seeing ourselves being in a more prestigious bowl than we were last year. So that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So um, is that it for football, Joe? That's it for football. No, I so, well, uh, oh, Syracuse.com. Yeah, Syracuse.com today, they came out with a, an article about how ESPN and uh, – their projection of the season or whatever they have in the power index, uh, they have Syracuse as the favorite in nine out of 12 games. So, but at the same time in that article, it does explain that in that same simulation where they like simulate these variables, um, you know, and I'm sure it's some huge algorithm, whatever, but they did do something like 10,000 times or something in that same algorithm. Like we're only average. We average between 6.7 to 5.3 wins. So, However you want to take that, <laughs> it looks like we're going to be favoriting games, but then at the same time, those simulations and the way they do it, I think it, they look at it like I think we lose a lot of closer games that we were favored in. So. Well, Joe, you know who uh, Phil Steele is, right? Yeah. In the college football. Well, um, this was another thing I wanted to talk to Paul about, and we will, but he predicted 9-10 wins again for Syracuse. And, I mean, his, his preseason football book – <laughs> right. is uh is a pretty popular thing every year. So uh, he did not have his preseason ranked, though, and we kind of slid a little bit there. Uh, well, yeah, recently. and that's basically, I mean, again, that just comes down to the fact that you need to repeat this type of things to actually get people to, you know, I mean, as SSU fans, we're going to gain the expectations, but for outsiders, you know, the big sports uh, ESPN, you know, all those guys, and then people like Phil Steele, and uh, to get them locked in and convinced you have to do it more than one year. So hey, it's consistency, man. Yeah. At the end of the year, you saw we were, you know, top 25. And then as the first couple preseason rankings came in, we started sliding. We were in there and we were sliding and sliding and sliding. And for no reason, 
we've just kept sliding and sliding and sliding because these guys like other teams that have been more consistent better. So, again, kind of just going back and falling on the radar, and hopefully Dino Babers can turn that around and make the team feel like it's a slap in the face and go out and prove something because we do have a very favorable schedule. I'll say it over and over again. You're going to hear it for the next two months. <laughs> Are you worried about that that uh, Auburn transfer to Liberty quarterback? There? Uh, uh, you know, I don't, especially coming in. I mean, it is, it's not, it's before camp, but he didn't get to really do spring ball or anything like that. So, it's a little you know, bit it's cutting edge. It's, yeah. First game of the close. season. Yeah. First game of the season. And I'm going to probably be willing to bet, especially considering we're probably going to be chomping at the bit, like probably one <laughs> to, to say that Liberty's offensive line probably isn't going to be a defense. Uh, it's going to be stout. the best offensive yeah. line that we go against this sure. year. So sure. um, this guy, but he's also a dual threat. So depending on what this guy can do on his feet, um, I, who knows? But I, who knows if they have anybody else waiting in the wings and, and the guy doesn't even start? You know, it just made big news because it's just a, a transfer from Auburn. Sure, so you never playing know, Liberty. But, sure. And and are you worried about a dual threat right now, like we were in the past? I mean, no. You've got the secondary, so you can easily cover a dual threat quarterback now. Well, not easy, but I mean, easier than we used to be able to. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see, I mean, if you're talking people like Lamar Miller, then I'll always be afraid because sure. you see what he's doing in, in the NFL. Right. But. Most dual threat quarterbacks don't do that. And like you said, yes, right now, I mean, I'm not too, too worried because of the fact that obviously our, it's, our team's proven to be just better coached and, and yeah, we're getting bigger, faster, yeah. stronger with the conditioning coach and, and the strength and conditioning coach in the offseason. So these are just things that are just obvious to see for the last three years. And um, we just don't give up those bonehead plays. We don't miss a lot of assignments. You can tell that Dino Babers, he holds most everybody accountable. And now we're starting to get the depth to where you have to be accountable and do your job or else. So. You ain't. Um, you ain't. All right. So we will switch gears here to a little bit of basketball news. But before we do that, we're going to talk about my bookie. And it's summertime. It's the best time of year. I think hands down, it's absolutely. I mean, it goes summer, Christmas. And then summer. Those are my top three seasons. Oh, God. So uh, we're talking vacation, beach, sun, and, of course, sports. So while you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the game, whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else? My bookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hassle, no waiting in line, and no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation and make sure you've got plenty of bankroll come football season. You want to drop futures? They got those. You can uh, bet on your um, back your favorite player to win the Heisman, any of that stuff. All those props are up there. And my bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning money while watching sports, Joe, right? So just visit mybookie.ag today and get started and try your luck at outsmarting the odds makers. But wait, if you deposit using promo code QS25 today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code. Q's 25 at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. And as always, if you've never bet online before, research it, see if it's right for you. If you have bet online before, you know what you're getting into. Head over to my bookie if you're going to do it. So thank you to my bookie. Now, <clears throat> off the cuff here, just did you happen to catch any? My, my son called me this morning. I was, at work, I was at work in a meeting and he called me. Yeah. I took his call anyway because I didn't know if something was wrong, right? Right, right, right. So he's like, I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, uh, 
uh, I was just sitting here watching Sports Center, and I saw Grayson Allen had two flagrant fouls in the summer league last night and got ejected. It's the third ejection of the of the year for the summer league. I mean, really? Yeah, that's what he told me. That's what he told me. I went back. He definitely wow. got ejected last night after two flagrants. Oh yeah, I saw that. And it was yeah. brutal. It was so, the same guy. He's just like just. I don't, I don't know. Is he just that impulsive? Like he can't control himself or what? It must be. I don't know. So anyway, he just he lets some picks and back screens get. A, he and he's just swinging his arm like man. he's trying yes. to spike a volleyball. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, I proposed the question over at Q's Militia on you on uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. I would love to read these. Uh, I said fill in the blank. Grayson Allen is a. And you fill yeah. in the blank. Well, guess what? Most of it's rated R. I was trying to get some fan feedback <laughs> for the show, <laughs> but uh, you're going to have to go over there and check those out for yourselves. If you're looking for new insults, our Cuse militia never lets us down because oh, yeah. I saw some that I, A, haven't heard in a long, long time, or B, uh, are just I've flat out never heard, or, or three, hilarious. You should have known what you were getting yourself into right there. You're right. You're probably right. I know. I, absolutely. I mean, so, it's a Duke player. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just, uh, I figured I'd try my It was still great. It was good. So the Italy trip, Joe, it's going to start uh, August 10th through August 20th. And we have games. Our, uh, Syracuse Orange have games on the 12th, 14th, the 17th, and the 18th. And against, obviously, a variety of uh, international um, Italian, right. well, Italian national opponents. So, where where are they again? I didn't write that down this time. <laughs> I I could go back in my notes and look it up, but nah, we're not going to nah, go nah, there, okay? Good. If you want to know, it's about three episodes ago. You can watch <laughs> me st- or hear me struggle. Uh, and by the way, we're on. We're in a, If this all goes well, this goes on YouTube. So our first video podcast, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, but right. so if you're listening on, like you normally do, and you don't don't ever go to YouTube, maybe check it out. We might be there. Who knows? So unless one of us, you know, has an edit because I can't video edit. So, uh, you know, things happen. But anyway, my point about bringing this up was that I was reading um, that he did an interview with uh, Syracuse.com where he was talking about, you know, playing around with man to man and and how, you know, these extra reps are basically going to help him and his team, you know, figure it out that he really wouldn't try it during the season, but he's going to try it out. Now, Joe, I'm just wondering would you try it out with the expectations that you're just not going to use it? Uh, I just feel like that'd be a waste of time. Exactly. So what What do you think? What do you think? If well, all goes I, well, he might mix it up? I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of bigger news than I think was really led on to believe almost. You know what I mean? Well, you just get, you get the extra games. You get the extra so games. And so many new Absolutely. people coming in. Right. You don't really know what you can do. So, right. um, why wouldn't you expand your horizon at least and see uh, what you're capable of? I mean, any smart coach, that's what they would do in the beginning or off season, whenever you can against decent competition and obviously in practice and stuff, but you see what your, you know, team is good at. See what they're not good at. If they're not good at something, you're not going to do it. And we know that we, he recruits to the two, three, but that's not to say that those players can't play man. So, again, if he can... Most of them probably find, already have, right? I mean, most of them probably... Yeah. Likely come if, from I mean, that, these kids, most likely... When sure. you, if you're going to be a college basketball player, you probably play basketball for 
a long time at this point and you've played it all, you sure. know? So, but again, obviously we mostly play two, three and I don't see that changing. Um, he also said, he talked about how they were um, going to put in some new plays and possibly uh, change their press as well. So, um, he's just got so many new, it was so much turnaround and he's got so many new players that why not just, I mean, you have the four games to just not really screw around, but you know, Oh, yeah. Fiddle with stuff. 80. Fiddle with stuff. Experience. Yeah. Experiment with some stuff. Put in different lineups. See who gels good with other players and stuff like that. You know, uh, you've seen teams in the past come in and completely sub out a, a five. And if if we have enough players that could do that, to where we could sub out those type of players and maybe bring in the players that can play man to man or certain presses and stuff like that. I mean. You have to see what you get and see and see how you can use it. So this is why these four games, these overseas trips, they're huge. It's four right. games. Yeah. You yeah. know, I and mean, it's all, you know, getting team chemistry. Uh, again, when you go on these trips, most of the time you're doing things together uh, all the time. Oh, you're, you're staying together, with another, you know, so. Yeah. So you either again, kill each other or get or, or have a bond, right? So it's one of the kind of. Right, but either go. way, you got to get that stuff out of the air. Absolutely. Air out your dirty laundry. Sure, you get sure. it done early. You yeah. figure everything out and then you move forward because at the end of the day, everyone, all, all everyone wants to do is, is win. Right. So. You know, if that kind of stuff happens, that kind of stuff happens. You know, brothers fight, teammates fight. That, that happens. But at the end of the day, you know that the number one goal is winning. So you got to figure it out. And that's damn sure Jim Beheim's number one goal. So Absolutely. I mean, you replaced 80% of your starting lineup this year. And, you know, that's a perfect time to go do something like that. And I think I have a lot of faith in this team. I think that I don't have an ex- – I don't – I didn't set expectations. I just right. feel like that, especially with something like this, I just feel like that this team, um, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Let's just put it that way. Maybe it's the yeah. change. Maybe it's the change. There's so much yeah. has changed, and I'm just anticipating it so much. Like I'm just so excited to see what happens. So as soon as that stuff is announced as far as streaming or where we can find all that stuff, I'll post it on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll be up on that because I'm really excited. Still about a month away, but uh, I'm super excited about it. It'd be really fun to watch yeah. that. So. Yeah. Well, again, everyone wants to get a first glance, and we're still going to have two exhibition games like we normally do after that. So you're talking six exhibition games that we can get before uh, the first game of the season against Virginia in the Carrier Dome, which is just weird. But um, do you like that? Way, do you like that early early conference game like that? I don't know. Because if we can pull it together and do something, I mean, Virginia is losing a lot of guys too. So They're, who knows? Maybe maybe playing them early helps. Who knows? But I think um, you could argue that both ways. You yeah. could absolutely, but it's I. <laughs> they added conference games, and for some reason, they moved them up closer to the beginning. And you know, I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that they want students to be. Um, at the dome when they play early. that type of game, it could sure. definitely yeah. maybe be that because we have a usually miss the fans in a lot of the non-conference games around the holidays. So to have that early, uh, that early game conference game, maybe that's why. Yeah, two but, uh, two exhibition games uh, once against was it Damon and um, Carlton. Carlton. So yeah. and then so, boom, yeah, Virginia, it, <laughs> the freaking national right. champions. Boom, yeah, that usually doesn't. <laughs> and then what, Seattle? <laughs> but I mean, it's, Colgate, Colgate. It's, Cold Cold game, yet, so it's but again when you get these teams and you get this type of turnaround again like you said it's just fun 
because no one you can, I bet you you could pull so many random Syracuse fans and ask like who do you think is going to be the surprise or who are you most intrigued to and there'll be there could be eight to ten different answers yeah maybe even more and I mean I it's mean, like with you and I I mean and with I mean like the people who listen to this show these are the these are the hardcore of hardcore Syracuse fans I mean you're not listening to a Syracuse sports podcast because you're a fair weather fan. So they've heard about him. We've heard about him. We've talked about him. And we just want to see him play. Right. You know, yeah. it's just the anticipation of watching these guys. It's the same thing with the football, the football team. But the, the, right. I feel like the basketball team is just always, it's more, you know, you're talking about five guys. Mostly on the court at a time, you know. Right. Well, about. it's it's different because you have smaller rosters. Exactly. And yeah, that's my point. Again, right. Right. And again, too, very much. I mean, most of the time, true freshmen aren't expected to really do too. I mean, some are in football, but most of the time, true freshmen aren't really expected to really do do too much their true freshman season, um, right. other than maybe help special teams and stuff like that. Now, obviously, we had a true freshman All American last year, so. Yeah, it kind of goes against everything I just said, but for the most part, you know what I mean. Yeah. When you're talking about, look, you get you get you have a recruiting class of 20 to 25 guys, and you have two or three that really help. When basketball, we have five guys who, every single one of them may possibly be able to help, and we don't know what our bench from last year and the guys that were there last year that are the sophomores and stuff are going to do. So. There's just so many options and the possibilities are endless, and eventually the cream's going to rise to the crop, but. Uh, I don't think we have any idea who that's going to be. <laughs> so yeah, that's, what's, that's, the that's fun what's exciting it. and sure. fun about it. You might go over any of this NIT preseason tournament, uh, open that up against Oklahoma state. So right. Uh, Oklahoma state really wasn't too great last year, but I know that they're returning they, a couple of the they leading are returning scores. A couple. Um, so let's see Georgetown, December 14th. That's another big one on there. Yeah, uh, Iowa, December 3rd. That's the ACC Big Ten Challenge. At least we get it at home. Yeah, They're going to be a de- yeah. decent squad. Cornell, so. Cornell, the November 20th. Cornell, uh, Bucknell. Yeah, I mean, we still got some, you know, we finished with what, Oakland, North Florida, Niagara. Yeah. I see if, if we beat Oakland, well, that NIT season tip-off, that's a little four-team, like, playoff thing there in the Barclays Center. So we play Oklahoma State the first night, and then losers play losers, and winners play winners uh, against uh, – but the opposite game is Penn State and Mississippi. So yeah. we're going to have so, two Power 5 games right there. So could be uh could be really good for the net, you know, especially with especially with Virginia in there and some of that going on. So Yeah. You can get a good early I mean, it's net tough ranking. because it's the first year when you know, you don't know what how this is going to affect the um that kind of stuff because again, you you figure if we're adding more conference games you're taking away maybe a, a lesser non-conference game you know so well, we have probably the, def- i'm sorry go ahead no i'm saying we're just playing an extra conference game versus maybe a gimme lower division one team so maybe that helps us start the schedule and everything like that only but, playing um, duke once gotta gotta face virginia at home duke the only duke game in the regular season is at the dome right so um those have kind of been a toss-up no matter where they are though Right, but still, well, and we've, still we still a great time. But it's favorable. As... Well, we have some favorable two games too. I mean, we played Boston College twice, Georgia we Tech play... twice, Notre Dame twice, Pittsburgh twice, Virginia twice, and Virginia Tech twice. 
which Virginia Tech is supposed to have a down year too. So, mo- I mean, re- realistically, either between Pittsburgh and Notre Dame, that's like one of one of those two teams is the best team that we play twice. So we have a pretty favorable conference schedule, I would say, as well. Other than Virginia, obviously Virginia is, is the best team there, but then Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. So we have a, we have a favorable conference schedule. So um, it's not the craziest gauntlet for this young team that we have, but I'll tell you what. Usually, the thing that I don't, that's going to be tough for me, and I think another reason why uh, this Italy trip is going to be huge, is because usually when you notice in the beginning of the year, Beheim he plays a lot of people, almost everybody, especially in oh, the beginning of the year with non-conference com- games, combinations he's to, and. Yeah. Right, because he's trying to figure out this, this, and that. Well, right. you can't really do that against Virginia the first game of the season. You kind of need not. to know <laughs> what you're going to war with in that situation. So, yeah. yeah. That's another reason I think why Italy, it, it, that, that trip is going to be huge. So, um, I would definitely say that this year, more than, than not, these six preseason games, I would say that what you see is probably what you're going to get, especially in the first game, sure. until he can get to maybe some lower competition to to figure some stuff out but i tell you some of these other teams in that we're playing um you know bucknell some of these you know colgate cornell like you said some of they've made the tournament in their conference uh, oakland's been a pretty good team um in their conference so never know but never know either way it's fun to talk about and that's why we're oh, here yeah. so hey we will um uh, we'll be back as soon as we can. I may do some kind of bonus thing if Joe and I can get Paul on sometime uh, this upcoming week. Uh, we'll try to figure something out and see what happens. Be on the lookout for the Bayheim's Army news that's going to break tomorrow morning. You can go to Inside the Loud House yourself and check it out. Or, of course, I'll share it. So, and we, we wanted to talk to him about that. We have, we have a spot for an extra player. We have the votes. Who's that player going to be? It's almost time to start this thing. So uh, it's that's pretty cool. to something to look forward yep. to this weekend. So that is it. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank SeatGeek, MyBookie. I want to thank Armchair All-Americans. I want to thank James on guitar. Again, thank you to all of you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. See Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.